This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello! I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm sick with this. I'm sick with this. Since you were just a button, large judgment. My own sweet down. Did it teach whatever? I didn't recognize you for this. Welcome back to another episode of the show, of the podcast, my show, Lead Singer Syndrome. I'm your host, as always, Shane Told. I talk to other lead singers about what it's like to be the front man or front woman of a band. In case you missed it last week, and yes, I think many of you did, we are trying to do some good here. It is getting into the holiday season. And many people in California don't have a home to celebrate it in. They don't have a car or a job to go to either. It's bad. Now, I haven't done a lot of fundraising on the show before, but it's something we really need to support. So please, donate to calfund.org. They're an amazing organization. They do so much not just in terms of rebuilding homes, but also they help with mental health, which is obviously a big impact for these people. And they also teach ways to prepare for these kinds of things as well. So if you do donate to calfund.org, we have some perks. If you donate $10 or more, you'll be entered to be roasted, or as we call it, hate-lined, by our very own Brendan Potter, or you can be complimented by another one of our terrific All Access Club members. If you donate $25, you're automatically in. You got it. And I'm going to be doing something as well. If we reach our goal of $5,000, one lucky winner will be able to co-host an episode of this with me or I'll write them a song, whatever they want. If we hit $10,000, there will be three lucky winners. So head over to calfund.org, make a donation, Then send over proof, just a screenshot or whatever, to sinnersforgood at gmail.com. That is S-Y-N-N-E-R-S, the number four, G-O-O-D, at gmail.com. Please donate today. So far, a big shout out to Zachary Weissenberger, Brian Ossip, Heather Michaud, Melissa Gilroy, Rebecca Ferrero, Andy Bagley, Caroline Kerouac, Tony Stewart, And of course, Brendan Potter for supporting this thing and making a donation. This week, we have a great episode. I speak with Chris Laporto of Can't Swim, a newer band, but a band that's been so busy and a band I really love. I think they're amazing. I think they're doing something so cool, so outside the box. And you know, sometimes with newer bands, there's a fear for me as a person, you know, interviewing, asking questions that they don't really have much to say. You know, maybe they went in the studio, they recorded some songs, they went on tour for a bit. You know, they haven't had the self-realization as, you know, somebody like Liam Cormier last week or John Nolan of Taking Back Sunday, people with long, full careers. But Chris Laporto was an amazing person to talk to. So much insight, so interesting. So sit back and listen, because this is a great episode. Before we get into that, I want to remind you, of course, you can always get in touch with me 
leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. I read all my emails. Also, make sure you add us on Instagram. We hit the 10K mark. How cool is that? Uh, Twitter, all that stuff, we're on there. Facebook, shout out to Neil, Julia, and Melissa for running that for me. Go like the page. And I'm on tour right now across America and Canada with my band Silverstein. We're celebrating 15 years of our first record, When Broken is Easily Fixed. We're in Baltimore tonight. Should be a great show. We just hit New York City and Philadelphia and Worcester and Buffalo and Detroit and Cleveland. And these shows were all so great. I'm having so much fun. And my voice is holding up, which is awesome. So, yeah, if you're in the neighborhood, if we're coming through town, go get tickets. A lot of the shows are sold out, but a lot of them still have tickets available as well. So head over to WhenBrokenIsEasilyFixed.com. Get your tickets, get your VIP, and make sure if you see me, you say hello. I love hearing from all my sinners worldwide. Well, it's time. Let's jump in to this week's episode and my conversation with Chris of Can't Swim. Great. <laughs> yeah. How's how's uh how's your day going? It's good. It's good. It's uh very rainy here in New Jersey, but it's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's actually. I, I uh, I'm just outside. I live just outside Detroit, but in Canada, oh. uh, in a city called Windsor. I don't know if you've ever played here. I doubt it. I don't think so. Yeah. It's it's right. I live like ten minutes from Detroit, and we have had so much rain. Over the past like five days, like finally there's some sunshine, and it's amazing how you just you forget. I walked outside <laughs> and I was like, "Holy crap! Like this feels good, you know?" Yeah, it's amazing. So you guys are off for um, for tour for a little bit, not very much longer. Yeah, we probably leave the the next tour we have starts in Los Angeles, so we'll be practicing Yikes. for yeah not not a, not a fun time and it, and the tour the tour ends in california as well <laughs> oh god you know i i i hate that like i'm you know i'm from toronto area that's where the band's based and we got really lucky i feel in our career with most of our tours starting somewhere on the east coast or midwest or something where it's like okay we can drive like maybe do a show on the way out to warm up but when you're talking about starting on the opposite coast and it's like you know five days to get there and of course like most of the time when you're touring with bands and it's a full national tour there's nowhere to play because you're playing everywhere already mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what we're running into on this next tour it's like it hits all the markets that yeah with the radius you can't even play anywhere <laughs> no exactly exactly well hey what, what can you do that's with uh trophy eyes and seaway right yes sir there you go a little international flavor yeah yeah actually yeah we got some canada boys i think they're from yeah the toronto area they are, as well yeah, actually seaway seaway yeah. is from like you're from keensburg new jersey which i, I mean is a, a place i've never heard of i know it's like you know north jersey or whatever you guys, you call it, but uh, Seaway is from literally like my Keensburg, oh wow, Toronto. Like we're from the same. Me and those guys were from the same intersection. I see. You know, I see. like it's one, crazy. One traffic light. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like maybe one and a half traffic lights. Like there's, there's like kind of a light. Like it's a stop. It's like a crosswalk, but there's like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Only, yeah. yeah exactly. Dude. So, um, dude. Well, it's great to speak with you. I'm I'm here with Chris from. Can't Swim, a band that I feel like has just made a huge splash and just kept splashing. I don't know how to put it. It's like it's been this whirlwind uh, of a career in such a short time, and record number two is coming out in just, what, a, what like a week? Ten days? Yeah. Ten days, yeah, November no. 16th yeah. on yep. Pure Noise Records, and... I, I just think it's crazy. I mean, you guys, you you started the band in you know 2015, end of 2015. You're signed 
Records out beginning of 2017, and here we are at the end of 2018, and you're about to put out your second full-length record already. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a whirlwind just saying, how has it been living that? Yeah, man, it's pretty wild. It was, uh, yeah, kind of like you're alluding to, it's very unexpected. I kind of just started writing songs as a goof, just kind of, you know, to pass the time and... Yeah, all this stuff started happening, and I got some guys together, and we started the band. And yeah, yeah it feels it feels very uh, hit the ground running. But it's um, yeah, it's crazy to even hear you say out loud. It's like the second LP already, which is insane that we wrote you know thirty something songs already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you know, a lot of times, and, and I, you know, to be honest, like I, I. Love, I love your band and I really love your first album you put out but until I knew you were going to speak I, I didn't know that much about the intricacies of how you guys started or how you know how you started and, and all that or where you're from or anything I didn't know that so I've learned a lot and it is very interesting to me because you know most bands I feel they I mean the, the traditional way at least is a band is a band will get together in a room they'll play a bunch of songs you know, then they'll play a local show and they'll make a demo tape or CD or these days just a fucking tra- uh, MP3. And, yeah. and then they'll they'll slug it out in their radius and they'll go on tour. And then eventually some label will pick them up and then there'll be another year and then they'll put out an album and then they'll go on tour on a bigger scale eventually. And this takes like years, you know. <laughs> but for you guys, and, and I, you just literally started writing songs in your bedroom then you got signed, and when you guys were going to go out to play these songs on tour, you'd actually never been in a room playing them together before. That is all 100% true. That's crazy. Like, that is so yeah. different. And, and, like, what goes into that? You don't you don't even know anything about, you know, the live aspect of your band. You don't have yeah. any experience, and you're about to go do this for... I don't know, the rest of your life, maybe? Like, potentially? Yeah, uh, Yeah. no, it, I mean, I started the band when I was, like, 25, I think, so I spent a lot of my early 20s obviously doing what you were just describing. Like, okay, you know, with other the, bands. The, the grind and stuff, yeah, so, uh, but that also made it even feel more unexpected and more, like, how could this be happening? Because, yeah, you know, I suffered it out with, with multiple bands uh you know and never even left the radius you know luckily we play at the stoplight (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah i mean it's like at that age i feel like i don't know if i was would be able to do it any other way which is like kind of a weird thing like i don't i think i was just starting it for fun and i i didn't have any you know inspiration to like do the grind and then when pure noise came on and was so supportive like right off the gates I was just like okay well maybe I should do this <laughs> and then it, it just it didn't stop from there so right so okay so you said you were 25 when you started the band how old are you now is that right I might have been when the record came out I might have been 26 because I am 29 now okay, okay. so yeah. yeah so relatively speaking you are you're an old guy to be yeah no to be, for you know, real. just know. still on the first <laughs> Uh, record cycle but th- that being said you know and I've had this conversation on the podcast with other people about it it's like so many times bands have had the same band name since they were 14 year old kids mm-hmm. you know and they've put out all this bad material that's still available you know <laughs> it's like you just had have the luxury of of you know just having a new project under a new name where no one gets you know no one you know you know have that problem I guess, totally, you know, totally. In, in some ways, I know it's different because you were a singer, you know, until now. But it, it is it is crazy. But but uh, I guess my question is, how, how does it happen that you go from, you know, like you've said, just making songs on your laptop as a hobby to somehow getting signed to Pure Noise? Like, where were the steps there that you took to do that? Uh, yeah, to be fair, it's all kind of gray because... I didn't expect it, so I wasn't I wasn't really focusing on it. I sent it to a very 
short list of my very close friends. And like I said, you know, I'm not new to music in any regard, but um, I sent it to our manager, who's like a really good friend of mine. And it was only a few days, honestly, that, you know, I guess it kind of played telephone a little bit where I sent it to a buddy. That buddy sent it to some of his friends that he thought, it that you know, that would just like kind of just be into the songs. It was never like pushing the songs. It was never like, oh, check out my friend's band and send it to this label. And I just think uh, whoever heard it played it for our booking agent. The booking agent called me on the phone and said, hey, you know, I want to. Uh, start working with you guys and I was like you guys what are you talking about like what <laughs> band what band are you even talking about and then wow. I kind of explain I kind of explained to him my situation and he's like oh dude like you know I had no idea uh, funny enough I share an office currently with Pure Noise Records I think uh, the dude Jake over there would be really into the you know into these songs and I was just yeah. like yeah man sure like send it to him and I was I was pretty removed from this whole universe of music so um you know embarrassingly enough i i never heard of pure noise i I didn't really know many of the bands that my booking agent was working with so it was all very very new yeah um and then yeah i got on the phone with jake from pure noise and he really had awesome things to say about the songs and he was yeah just like super complimentary and i told him my situation and he was like yeah man we're gonna make it work i'll give you cool some some cash for a van uh you know i'll put the record out and let's see if we can take a shot at it and then here we are did did you want that like do you want what's happening no it's that's the funny like like yeah no that's the funniest thing like i never was a singer i never wrote a song i always played drums growing up i i never was in the front so yeah it was definitely like a bittersweet kind of like you know excitement and like something that I made by myself and, you know, someone saying nice things about it, obviously, you know, was a great feeling, but it was also like, did I kind of, you know, dig a hole? Like, you know, like, you know, am I, am I going in too deep right now? Like, I don't know how to be a front man. Like, I don't, I don't know how to sing like in front of people. So it was, it was a little bit of both, which I think, you know, added to, you know, added to the excitement and added to like the, I got to get off my ass and kind of, you know, work at this. So yeah. But, yeah, but I, I, I guess so. But what I mean, though, is like, you know, okay, so you're 26 years old. You're making these songs. What, what were you doing at the time? Like, what was your job or, or what were you, you know? Yeah, was yeah. Like? I, was, I was playing drums in that band Trash Talk right when all oh, this okay. was happening. Oh, okay. So I was like kind of currently like touring. It, it was pretty uh, on and off. And also I was just teaching music at like a local uh, music school, you know, kind of like a, you know, 10 to 5 kind of job. Uh, yeah, no, it, <laughs> I mean, we would tour once in a while, but I was pretty much living like a home home life, kind of. So yeah. that's what obviously was, I was able to, you know, sit down for a few hours a day and, and write the EP. But okay. yeah, life was pretty normal. And now right. life is nothing but the opposite. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's my yeah. question. I didn't know that you played, you played drums for Trash Talk. That's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I just remember that when they were on the Eric Andre show. You oh were, my you were god, in the that band is, for that, were you? I wasn't, but that is like the best clip of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I guess they put them for people listening that haven't seen it. It's worth looking up. I mean, the Eric Andre show is just great to begin with, but they put them in like shock collars. Yeah, and yep, then yep. I guess someone—I don't know how they controlled it—but it was like the band was playing, you know, like hardcore, <laughs> like they play, and then there was just. I don't know. It's 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 terrific. Uh, have a it's Google. pretty great. It's yeah, it's pretty great. So, uh, so um, yeah, I, I guess I guess the question for you, and maybe this is a later in the conversation, you know, emotional question, but it's like you've just all of a sudden Jake calls, and your <laughs> life in one fell swoop is completely different. And 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 like, did you, do you want this? Do you want to be traveling the world, you know, doing Slam Dunk Festival and and going on tour with Trophy Eyes and Seaway and and uh, movements and all these other bands and and all these these festivals and shows and is that was that in your DNA was that is that something that you were craving or is it like now you're there you're like well I guess I have to do this you know because in, in, it's it's like a strange kind of you know, you know event oh for sure yeah it's definitely unexpected 
in in the beginning, yeah, it certainly was pretty daunting. You know, I was like, uh, yeah, like you said, I was not a young kid. I wasn't 17 years old. Like, holy heck, let's go on the road. Like, I have, you know, I've, I've been on the road many a times. And right. starting something from the ground up is, you know, is very nerve-wracking. You sure. know it's not going to be any bread. You know you're going to be sleeping on the floor. Um, so, yeah, in the very, very beginning, I was like, okay, you know, like, let's let's take this slow. But, yeah, honestly, man, like, as soon as it started, uh, getting the guys that I got to be in the band and then seeing the reactions to, like, the lyrics and, like, the songs themselves, like, it immediately changed everything. And it was just like, this is what my life had been. Missing, you know, like okay, music yeah, was yeah. always very, yeah, music was very enjoyable for me. Like, I always, you know, I think it gave me confidence as a young kid. It kind of gave me like a place and a purpose. But writing songs and kind of, and, and like having your story be in, involved in, in music is really like apples and oranges. It, it was, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. It, it was, yeah, though it has a lot of cons and you, you know, you're putting yourself out there way more than just playing the backbeat on a drum set like it's I, in my opinion it's that much more rewarding when you know things start to go well and yeah or you know some kid comes up to you and you're like oh man like you know this song blah 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 like it's uh yeah it it immediately became something that i wanted to do full time and it uh yeah it has a funny way of being enjoyable but also feeling like work you know like sometimes hmm. when i was playing drums in other bands it was kind of just like okay like i learned the songs and it was like passing the time a little bit but where with can't swim it really is like you know something that i want to improve at i'm always like thinking how can we save money here you know what can we do to you know improve this so it uh yeah it's it's very um it takes up all of your time physically and yeah. emotionally <laughs> oh, oh absolutely absolutely yeah and you know i'm i guess i'm not that much older than you so you, you know I, I was i don't know i didn't know how old you were i thought you were younger so you can probably relate to what i'm about to ask you but you know the old school approach when you start a band and i did it with silverstein is we got in a room and we jammed and we wrote songs and everything else was an afterthought like right i remember we 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 were, I don't know, we'd practiced a few times and we had our first show and we just decided on the band name. Like we didn't even, you know, just fucking threw a band name together. And we were, we were, I was walking out the door and the guitar player said, so like, what are we wearing? <laughs> and, I, and I just like laughed. I was like, who cares, man? Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. We're just a band, you know, just whatever. Where the fuck are totally. we wearing right now? I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's just weird. It was a weird question to me. But now... Like, I mean, maybe this is a metaphor or, or, you know, whatever, but it's like, now it's all about what you wear. Yeah. Because everything is about social media. Everything is about, uh, you know, visible streaming numbers people can see, uh, videos you have to make, uh, photo shoots, like all this stuff comes into play. But I feel like you started in a way of the band that was more the old school approach, which is like, okay, I'm just going to write some songs. And now you're like, okay, I got to get guys. I got to do this. We got to put this band together. We got to get a van. Um, and it's all kind of an afterthought. But now being that you're a couple years into it, that side of it must really start to, you know, rear its ugly head in a way. It must be something that you really think about. Yeah. Or um, it's important. Yeah, for sure. That That's a very interesting thing just because, it's very current right now, you know, like we're putting out a new record and yeah, yeah, yeah. all those things that you just described, music videos and photo shoots. Um, yeah, I definitely agree that I, I guess in, I am in like an old school mentality. Like when I was picking guys, friends of mine to be in the band, there wasn't one second where I was like, oh, like what kind of jeans do they have on? You know, like it was like these dudes yeah. are, you know, are great musicians. And so it's definitely something that I think I um, struggle with and don't have much interest in because, yeah. yeah, all the bands I grew up loving, you know, in my teenage years and in my early 20s, like I never was looking 
you know, on Google Images to see how they were combing their hair. You know, I would just listen to the albums and... But, yeah, like you said, it is important. But I also think it's important to find, like, a happy balance because, yeah. you know, there's certain things you're just not going to be good at or, or, like, you know, or you can't fake an interest. So <laughs> I don't think you can completely disregard it and, you know, wear garbage bags on stage. But, you know, I, I just don't think any of us in the band um, care too much about that stuff. So... You know, we're creative in, you know, the music videos and, and the album art and, you know, we're trying to tell some sort of a story here. But, yeah, I don't – none of us have much of a social media presence. And even on Can't Swim socials, you know, we're not, like, posting every day at 1 o'clock with, like, 500 hashtags. Like, it's right. like – we try to keep it as much as we can, you know, about the music and, and about the live show and, and just, like, the message in general – but I agree, dude. It's a, uh, it is a different world than that we that we are living in now. <laughs> it is. So um, one thing that's interesting about your band is just just stylistically, you know, and and musically, you are different, and it's hard to put you in, you know, uh, you know, define you as one genre, and especially with some of the bands you tour with, they're a lot different than you too, and it's easy for, sure. for people to say, oh, they're a pop punk band because they're touring with Seaway and because they're on Pure Noise Records. But right. that's not really accurate, and that wouldn't be an accurate depiction of what you do. Um, Certainly, you know, you mentioned your influences, and you know, being from New Jersey, which has a rich history of punk, hardcore, uh, you know, music. Uh, what were some of your influences? Um, you know, that's led to you know your uniqueness in your sound and totally. lyrics, for that matter. Yeah, I mean. Like, yeah, like I said, I, I played drums all growing up, and yeah, I was, I was playing in Trash Talk for a while. So, yeah, growing up, my Uncle Mike was a, a very big influence, and he played in a bunch of punk rock bands and hardcore bands in the 90s. Um, cool. So, yeah, drum-wise, drum yeah, it was always kind of faster stuff. or I mean, everything. Like like you said, New Jersey is kind of like a melting pot, and there, there was a lot, of, a lot of different bands coming out when I was a kid, and you know so many different types of shows to go to but yeah i definitely think there's always been a constant of yeah some sort of faster aggressive pissed off kind of music in my life and then my uncle steve who's um on the other side of my family grew, uh lived with my family growing up a little bit and he was like a real freak weirdo and like loved like <laughs> the cure and like morrissey and he would like paint his fingernails black so I kind of had it from both ends of the spectrum as a kid. So, you know, I'm not saying Can't Swim sounds like Minor Threat and Robert Smith, but I think <laughs> it, it has a lot of, you know, it has a lot of influences from all over. And uh, all the other guys in the band, like, you know, I, obviously I write pretty much like the skeleton of the song, but when, you know, all of their influences come into play and the little changes they make, you know, it's it's all coming from different places. So I think that's, you know, one of the reasons why Can't Swim has kind of like, yeah, a quote-unquote, like, unique sound because we never had it planned. You know, none of this was planned. Right. But, you know, none of it was like, hey, man, like, whatever, you know, uh, I don't know. Jazz funk seems to be popular right now. Why don't we try to jump into that genre? It was more just like these were the songs that came out of me for the first time and then now we kind of just write songs catering to that kind of theme that I made up randomly. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess I'm just kind of wondering where you were at. You know, when you were a kid. Like you're from Keensburg, New Jersey, which some people would say is the middle of nowhere, but they're kind of wrong because you're what, like an hour from Philly. An hour from yeah. New York City, maybe not yeah, even. Yeah. I mean, you get on the train; it's it's well, it's probably like less than fifty miles, to be honest. Um, oh, totally. You know, it's right there. 
Uh, and then you have, you know, like, I don't know if you ever went to shows at, like, Starland Ballroom. Yeah, tons you know? of times. So, so what, like, growing up, what, where did you, did you go to see shows? What bands did you see uh, back in, in your heyday that sort of inspired you? Sure. Yeah, actually, I, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, so my family's always been in New York. So, yeah, I mean, obviously Manhattan is, yeah, uh, like an epicenter of, of, of you know, of punk shows and, yeah. But early on, like the, the bigger ones, I probably have seen since I was like 12, 13 years old, Alkaline Trio, like so many times. Yeah. Um, I loved this band and I still love this band, Cursive. And I oh, remember yeah. going, you know, in my, you know, maybe a little early, later, like 15, 16, like going to see them every single time they would come through. Um, I did get to see like bigger shows a few times because there's like PNC Art Center here. There's yeah. obviously Madison Square Garden. Um, which yeah. is yes, a pretty a pretty I've penny. Heard of that but one, yes, yeah, that one. It's <laughs> it's new, but it's getting some clout. Um, I did get to see the Cure a few times. Um, yeah, you know, I, I started playing in bands pretty young. I, I started playing drums in you know a pretty active local band. I guess when I was like twelve or thirteen years old. So I was always going to shows. I I, I didn't really make too much different habit to you know go to shows that I I wasn't playing but right. you know you kind of I guess you kind of get burnt out especially with sure. homework and sure. and being 14 years old it's like well I have two shows of my own this week maybe I should just <laughs> just do those um wow, wow. but yeah m- music was always a big part of my life like I said I had a lot of people in my family pushing it and you know I started playing drums you know, in a live setting when I was 13 years old. So I, I've I've always always played shows, and I've always I've always been a part of music in some regard. Yeah, that's crazy. So, you know, being a drummer, uh, and it's funny because this is the lead singer syndrome podcast. But yeah. <laughs> almost nobody starts out as a lead singer. Almost mm-hmm. nobody. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a guitar player. I don't even think of myself as a lead singer, which is ridiculous because it's pretty much all I've done for for 15 years but you know <laughs> yeah. and I'm sure you don't think of yourself as a lead singer either you're a drummer yeah so, oh dude every time I go on stage it's kind of just like alright like where's the sticks <laughs> right right oh, and, and yeah. it's, it's totally and it's also funny too like with that stuff how it's you know like even Pierre from Simple Plan told me every day he feels like a fraud <laughs> you know and he gets through the show and he's great and he's a great singer on stage he's they put on great shows like whatever you think about Simple Plan they're a great band totally and um he says at the end of the show he goes huh I got through another one like lucky guy and I could totally (laughs) relate I could totally relate to that my band's played almost 2500 shows I still feel like that all the time so I can't even imagine you going up to that microphone the first time (laughs) to sing and and the other thing is they already know your songs Oh yeah. Oh, so that's yeah. weird because oh, yeah. they're expecting it to sound a certain way. That, yeah. that you've been in the studio, you know, like Danny pushing the buttons and and you yeah. you know you doing this this music, and then it's like, okay, well, is he gonna is he gonna be like the record as good as the record? Yeah, that's a lot of oh, pressure. Yeah. How did that feel? It, yeah, it was definitely. Yeah, that is that is the perfect word. It was definitely a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I mentioned earlier, just just the vibe of the guys in the band and kind of like you know yeah it's funny it's kind of a feeling of like fraud or like almost like a goof you know like we kind of i remember we were driving to like pretty pretty much our very first show and it was all the way up in maine which is we were already laughing that like the first time we're gonna play in front of people (laughs) is like you know nine states nine states away and i'm don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure it was like sold out, and it was like 600, 500, 600 people there uh, because we were supporting Four Years Strong. It was our very first oh, wow. five day little tour, and like you know, it was goofy. It was goofy, and then like 25 minutes before the set, I kind of see like the vibe of all the guys kind of change, and they were like, "Dude, there's a fucked people here," yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, this is like." pretty crazy to be doing this the first time like at this capacity 
But I think I know. Like, I, where's the fucking VFW hall or the church yeah, basement? That's where exactly. that's where you play your first show. Exactly. Like maybe my mom exactly. and dad will be in the back, and there'll be twelve <laughs> or thirteen other people there. Yep. 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 So yeah, wow. I think because we got so thrown into it, it always. You know, not to sound, you know, like ungracious, but like it's always kind of felt a little bit like a joke, you know, like, oh, yeah, let's just go up there, man, do our thing. Like, you know, this is crazy. We're in England. Like, oh, this is crazy. You know, we're in the Czech Republic or whatever, you know, it's right, like, right. We, we, we still kind of treat it as like a goof. Like, but man, that's a total this- defense mechanism, though. Yeah. Right? Like, because that way if, if was, something goes yeah. wrong or, so, you know, you can just kind of laugh it off. No, that's like right, human. It's our, that's it's like human. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's very, that's very true. I think it is a, a subconscious self. Yes, I agree. Defense mechanism. But no, but for for a guy that but for a guy that takes you know, obviously the music so seriously, you know, and you're a, you're a student of what I feel like you're just a student of whatever it is your your vision your vision strong vision about at any moment. I worded that terribly, but do, I don't know if you know what I mean. Like I know, do, I do. You are you are really just you get into something and you're really passionate. It's like I'm going to learn to play guitar. Okay, I'll totally. get a guitar and I'll play guitar for eight hours a day until I'm good. Yep. I need to yep. sing. Okay, I'm going to start singing and then I'm going to get good at that. And yep. for you to have that kind of personality, I'm a little surprised that you're not more meticulous with the show. Although maybe you are, you're just sort of downplaying it. No, no, no. That's that, that's actually you know what? That's funny. I never really, uh, I never really thought of it like that. Yeah, I, I I'm very guilty of the um, insanity or yeah, the uh, what is the word I am looking for? Obsession. Obsession or neurotic about yeah. the songs in the writing process. You know, I think. You know, sometimes I'll be working on a song maybe for an hour a day for like six months sometimes. And then sometimes the song writes itself in yeah. an hour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I really think it comes back to, again, like the vibe of the band. And we're all very supportive of each other, but it, it, it's never an egotistical thing. And, and yeah, on stage, you know, we're definitely rocking and giving it our all. We're not like, goofing and smiling but it's all very fun and I think it because of our older age it it, we are very lucky to be able to put aside like the anxieties that come with this and kind of just enjoy it and and even the you know the insanity that ensues about writing that's something I enjoy to do like because what you mentioned earlier it's like you know you're getting you feel like you're working at it and getting better at it like in a live performance like there's no getting better at it like the time is now you have to play and it, you know it's like the kids react to you that night so no I, I'm definitely not meticulous or like you know a slave driver or like you missed the G sharp you're fucking out of the band yeah. <laughs> like I've never you yeah. know never yeah. We never treat each other like that. Um, oh, I hate that. I hate when I see that shit. Oh, that is... When a that, band oh walks God, off stage the and they're, like, screaming at each other about some yeah. thing that you, like, yeah. did no one noticed. No. Yeah, no kids that, fucking care. Yeah. 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 No. Ex- exactly. Um, well, I guess I guess let's jump in to talk about this new record and, and the songs sure. and everything. I mean, I, I, I still don't understand how you found time to, to do this. Um, <laughs> you, you've been t- touring constantly... And, and the other question I have, and I'm sure some of your big fans maybe have the same question, is these like you put out these like three random songs kind of over the past little while, even in death, god awful, and in between. They're not on the new record, right? No, and they're not were, on the old um, record either. Nope, they were intentionally, or you know, they were they were going to be on Fail You Again, which is the first LP. Okay, um, we so they're like sat- B sides. Yeah, yeah, I think we recorded 16, maybe. Uh, you know, we demoed a bunch, and then we, we, we officially yep. recorded 16, and then we picked 12 for Failure Again. So, uh, yeah, I guess there was, you know, a little bit of a lull between the two LPs, and Jake, again, from Pure Noise, kind of was like, oh, you know, accidentally, like, listen to God Awful. Like, you know, it was in the Dropbox. Like, I really like that song, dog. Like, we should put it out. And I was like, yeah, man, like, why not? <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. no, it's... I always feel like those songs get sometimes they get lost in the shuffle, but maybe that's good. Maybe you know, maybe um, yeah, they don't belong yeah. on either record. So you know, totally, um, totally, awesome. Um, so yeah, the new record. How, how is it different? I mean, obviously you wrote it knowing people were going to hear it, and I feel like yeah. that's that's um, 
I mean, especially lyrically, because I remember even, you know, talking about when I started years and years ago, uh, I feel like when it when I sat down to write my second album and I was like, oh shit, this is different. <laughs> yeah. People, people will hear this one. <laughs> people will hear this one, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely think we had that mindset going into it. Uh, even uh, more specifically, lyrically, I think we were kind of um, more conscious this time about just like the vibe of the songs. You know, I think with Failure Again, we were still like, you know, running around with our heads cut off. And, you know, I'm not saying I, I don't like those songs. I am very proud of those songs, but I do admit that they're pretty all over the place you know there's like some super heavy aggressive songs and then there's like some all 90s gin blossom songs you know like kind of yeah, like yeah. pretty high contrast between the two um but that's that's where, good though that that's a first that's a bit a new band trying to find exactly path. there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that yeah and then when like the song stranger um you know kind of seem to be more popular and then your clothes off our first release you know there's songs that are very minor you know um even even it's funny we were talking about this recently a little bit more like musically interesting which is always a blast for the musician and like you know the band to write but you you know i i came from the school of thought where like you know don't bore us get us to the chorus or like you know sure. the, the the more simple uh you know is usually more resonant but for some reason, very and very luckily, you know, I think our kind of freakier songs in your clo- oh geez, in Can't Swim um, seem to resonate more. You know, like your clothes has like this bizarre, like samba drum beat, and and the Stranger chorus starts on a on a really weird chord. Um, so I think we took that as inspiration, and this newest record is uh, covered and stuff like that. You know, I, yeah. I'm not saying I, you know, wrote Stranger, Stranger a, a bunch of times, but we just, um, you know, we, instead of saying, hey, how can we simplify these parts to make them, you know, like, quote unquote, more poppy or catchy or something, we were like, what can we do to kind of make this part a little bit more interesting? You know, Absolutely. like, uh, yeah. yeah, so it was, it was a blast to make for us because, you know, music, musicians want to just geek out and like, you know, challenge each other. We're like, oh, why don't we make this part in five and like, you know, whatever. Like, right. it, was, it was very it was very creative in, in that regard. And then to see people react to it um, is awesome. And like kind of what you said, it's very feeling like we are finding, you know, the voice of whatever this, this band is uh, going to be. So I think this record definitely hones in more on that than our previous releases. Did you, you know, it's interesting you say that about, you know, putting something in five and, you know, we're talking about like five, four time. And, you know, that, that like, you know, how much of, of the live show did you think about though when you were writing? Because you know you're oh, going to play these songs for the next year and a half to yeah. two years. Yep. And putting it in five, it's like, you know when everyone's nodding their head and then, oh, now I'm on the offbeat. <laughs> you you know, break like, your hip? Yeah, it's it like, whoa, I was around. grooving this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I fell on the floor. Yeah. Um, yeah, certainly. D- Danny was very, very adamant. Uh, yeah, like you said, he's our guitar player, but he's also our producer. Um, very, very adamant about what we can pull off live. Because, yep, like we were alluding to before, like with the computer world you know you can do a lot of tricks and yeah there's a lot of auto-tune there's a lot of beat detective you know all these things used in moderation you know whatever what have you that's a five-hour conversation um <laughs> but we we were very conscious about okay you know a band like us we make a living and we make a career off of you know playing shows so what can we do to make that come to life on the record and then be able to um perform it when we get to a show. So uh, the keys of all the songs was, you know, a month long of like figuring out where I can sing them oh, the you're best. Oh, your vocal or, range, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, and musically too. If something, I remember Danny was so good about like, from any, any aspect, like if I sang a melody that had like a pretty, you know, intricate run, like da 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 da, he would be like, that's great, man. That's super catchy. But like, can you do it three times in a row? And I would do it. And the second time it would suck. And he's just like, let's, sim- let, let, let's simplify it, man. Like you're going to biff it live. You know, it's not, 
you know, you're not Adele, so let's focus <laughs> on what you are good at. Like, let's whatever, rasp your voice there, or, you know, let's get Greg to do something. And we do that with everything. So coming to the 5-4 time signature, if we got in the room and jammed it and we were like, wow, we messed that up, you know, four times in a row, let's figure out another way. So the record was definitely written with the live show I would almost say like the number one priority it was like here's the demo Danny and Danny would be like that's too high and then we would change it to be more fitting for the band right. and I think with that process it, it, it really you know naturally it's going to sound the most like can Swim that it can because it's the most natural way we can do it Oh yeah, you're you're doing what you can do. You're not doing what you can't do. Exactly. Um, yeah, but it's it's such a different uh, approach to how you did your first album, which was you working on your laptop. It's, is that is that a is. little scary? That it's like, uh, yeah. Or, or I don't know. Is it scary or is it? Do you feel more confident? I feel more confident just in the regard that I do know we have tours. Like we have one in a week, and we're going to be playing <laughs> these new songs and. Yeah, that feeling of listening back to our EP and being like, oh my God, can I do this? And having that apprehensiveness of like, I don't know, can you? And now I know I can because I just did it. And, and it it wasn't 500 vocal takes to get, you know, to get the song done. It was very fluid and it was very natural. So, you know, if, I, I think it's a good lesson to any band. And I, I'm, I'm very happy Danny uh, pushed us all to do it that way because... I, I agree. It, it gives you the confidence because, you know, the recording process was a breeze. It wasn't, I didn't blow my voice out. You know, like the drum tracking didn't take five days because, you know, there's a blast beat or whatever. You know, it was it was just <laughs> naturally what we do. And when, you know, we've been jamming the new songs now the last couple of days with rehearsal and it's been smooth, man. And it's, it's a, uh, for a rock and roll band, obviously, you know, anything else, I don't know, EDM or, or, you know, it's, it's a different game. But with, with this type of stuff, you really should feel confident in it and feel comfortable. And I just think it's going to make the live show that much better because you can really focus on what you're doing rather than being like, man, that note is five steps too high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, that's, that's why they have drop tuning. <laughs> um, so uh, I want to I want to ask you about the girl on the cover uh, of two of your releases, but the new one, she's absent. Um, I, I know you've written that that she's a past lover who became a dear friend and is has been the inspiration for a lot of the lyrical content of your music. Uh, is that still the case? I mean, a song like "My Queen" would say maybe yes, um, but who is she? What, what's what's the story there? Yeah, uh, yeah, she certainly is a lot of the, um, yeah, honestly, dude, the, yeah, the first EP is 100% about her and I's, uh, life together. Yeah, Fail You Again is covered in it. And yeah, This Two Won't Pass is, is, is certainly, um, a lot, a lot fewer songs, but there are definitely songs on the record that are about her. Yeah, she was, you know, a girlfriend of mine in my very, very early 20s. Actually, I think I even met her when I was 19. Um, and yeah, we spent the first five years of my 20-year-old life together. And yeah, you know, like any other young love, there was, you know, a million things that happened. And when I picked up the guitar and started to write songs, that's just what kind of came out. And yeah. Funny enough, the uh, the whole long story is uh, years and years ago, way before this, while I was dating her, I was going to start a band playing the drums with some buddies that um, it never came to light. We never even had a practice. Um, but I thought of the name Can't Swim. And we were dating and being dumb 20-year-olds and had nothing to do. So I was like, oh, like why don't I put this tape over your mouth, write the name of this band that's probably never going to happen, and take a photo of you. And then you know, seven years pass, I start writing songs of my own. I look up on Spotify if anybody took Can't Swim. Luckily or not, they, they didn't. Mm -hmm. um, I start realizing, oh, wow, you know, all these songs are really starting to shape up to be about her. 
So I wow. find my my old, you know, probably Dell laptop, and I, <laughs> I I find the photo. And at that time, I hadn't talked to her in like three or four years. Um, wow. Uh, I call her up on the phone and I'm like, hey, you know, I got this record deal. I, I wrote some songs about our life. I would love to use that photo, like when you were a kid. And she was, I, I sent her the record and I actually, I picked her up and I played her the record and, and she really loved the songs and was excited to be a part of it. And yeah, like you said, it, it, uh, it really kind of made us friends again. And then what would that be a year a year later when failure again was you know coming to creation i called her again i was like hey dude you you down for round two <laughs> and so the first cover she's like 19 years yeah, old and then the yeah. second cover she's like 27 28 years old so it's uh and yeah it, it really became like the makeup of the band it was it was my main inspiration for lyrics and you know therapeutic i'm sure you know it definitely for years and years and years plagued my mind um but yeah there's definitely some solace to it when you make it into a positive and you know you hear kids tell me like oh i broke up with my boyfriend too and yeah you know it, it you know it helped me and so it's definitely all positive and yeah this newest record just aesthetically we wanted to try something different you know um and like i said not all of the songs are about her anymore but she certainly and always will be a, a very big part of why I, I started this band and, and, you know, some of our biggest songs are about her, you know, Stranger and Your Clothes and all those things. So, um, yeah, it's funny. It's it's funny to to look back and realize that a lot of it is, is because of her, um, which is strange because yeah. it's been year, years and years and years since we've dated and... She still somehow is getting me off my ass to work hard at this band. <laughs> right. Well, that's that's how they get you. Yeah. That's mm -hmm, how they get mm -hmm, you, man. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's it's. I mean, in some ways, you just the the fact that you just are running with that and that you're admitting that you know something that happened to you or whatever experiences you had. You know, they the scars are still there. And Certainly. the scars don't just go away. Like sometimes in time they do or they lessen. But then sometimes those experiences, they stick to you and they become a part of you. Dude, I, I, I could not agree more. And Especially, yeah, yeah, such a young age, you know, it was yeah. so, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, obviously, yeah, tons of things in my life have been very impactful, but you really I mean yeah that's a silly thing you don't know like what you have until it's gone but like yeah, you really don't realize how much something is a part of your life until years and years pass and I go to write you know the first piece of you know lyric literature lyric I've ever pretty much written in my entire life and like that's what starts to come out and right. it, it even put it you know into perspective for me it's like damn dog like you know maybe maybe you ain't over this and like you know just yeah. like it, it, you, your your subconscious almost surprises you it's like yeah you know you hear you hear a melody in the guitar and then you you immediately make it a lyric about a relationship for, you know seven or eight years ago it's like okay you know maybe she's trying to tell me something wow that's crazy <laughs> yeah has she has she been like at the mall or anything and anyone come up to her and been like hey you're the yeah. swim girl yeah some people have like Again, she's not a very uh, heavy social media person, but yeah, the kids out there, they somehow found her a few times, and uh, yeah, like, friends of hers, I remember she texted me a few times, she was like, you know, like, I'm visiting England, and I'm like, looking at this magazine, is this cover your face? <laughs> like, you know, right. like, old friends of hers from high school and stuff, so... Um, yeah, <laughs> but it's awesome, man. You know, she, every time she sees something cool, like, you know, she'll text me or some, you know, a couple dudes have like gotten her face tattooed and like, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, she'll like show her mom and like, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy. You know, it's all, yeah. but yeah, it all, it all made it a, a positive, which is the, one of the best parts about doing Can't Swim is that, you know, we, uh, we became friends again. So it's great. Awesome. That's, that's great, man. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I appreciate you doing this. Oh, of uh, the course, new man. record comes out on November sixteenth. This too won't pass, which sounds just like the conversation we just had. So, you got it. Uh, there you go. That's <laughs> perfect. And you're on tour with Trophy Eyes and Seaway. 
Uh, two bands I love. Um, it's going to be a great tour. And, you know, going back to what we talked about of when you dump, when you jumped into this whole life, not expecting it, did you think you were going to miss Thanksgiving because you're touring with a bunch of international uh, bands that don't celebrate it? They don't even care about it. Yeah, see what yeah. it's just like, frig your pilgrims. Um, <laughs> we you have know, our own. I'm Canadian. We have our own. That is know? true, right? It's like a it's month October. prior. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That is so interesting to me. Um, yes, my mom is very upset. She said she might FaceTime me with the turkey. Who knows? R- right. Where are you going to be? <laughs> we have a day off in between Houston and Atlanta, which oh. for my- New Orleans, my, baby. There you go. Yeah, you could. You could. <laughs> I have no idea what we're doing. We'll probably be stuck at like a Boston market or a Taco Bell. Who knows? You know, the, the possibilities are endless on the road. If it's even open, that's the problem yeah. on Thanksgiving. We, oh, good we actually we good we point. we tour over Thanksgiving all the time, and we will be again mm. this year too. Um, again, because we're Canadian, we don't care. Uh, <laughs> but we we had a Thanksgiving off in Reno, Nevada once. Oh boy! Oh boy! And hey, don't don't shit talk Reno. No, I love uh, Reno, but that sounds like an, in, an intense night already. <laughs> well, it, it, yeah, actually it kind of was. But what was great about Reno was because of all the casinos, everything was open. Oh, so yeah, that it makes was sense. great. And we had this little, um, this vegan beef Wellington that we had there them cook. Go. They had, we had the restaurant cook it for, for us in the oh, oven. Oh, wow. And they brought Look us, Reno. Uh, oh, it was like the best Thanksgiving ever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, shout out to Reno. Shut up. <laughs> and if anyone actually listens to the podcast from Reno, send me a message. I want to hear from you. Yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think of Arrested Development when he says, I've made the biggest little mistake. <laughs> uh, anyways, dude, Chris, uh, thank you so much um, for yeah, everything, man. man. And good luck on tour. Uh, dude, any any other uh, things you want to shout out, plans, anything you want to talk about? Yeah, man. Thanks for doing this. Uh, the new record, we're constantly on tour all through next year, so check it out. Check it out. And um, yeah, good luck on tour, man, and, Thank and thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thank you, man. Okay, uh, what song you want me to play for the people? Dude, hit uh, him with the new the new jump, the My Queen, I think, maybe. My Queen. All right, we're going to hit him with the My Queen. Uh, Chris, all the best, man. Enjoy the rest of your cool, day. Cool, man. Yeah, man, take care. So there it is with Chris, action-packed, and so great for a new band. They've got so much good stuff coming out. They've done all these extra songs. Such a cool band. Thank you so much for checking them out and listening to them. They are going to be a very special band in the scene for a long time to come. I want to remind you guys again to check out calfund.org. Once you make a donation, send over the proof of donation to Sinners for Good, That's S-Y-N-N-E-R-S, the number four, G-O-O-D, at gmail.com, and get entered for some perks. And uh, I got to be honest with you, I was a little underwhelmed with the support. I thought we could do better, so I'm going to really push it this week, and I'm going to push it on social media and stuff and see if we can round people up, because California, it's, it's bad out there. It is messed up, and hearing stories... And watching the news and seeing pictures and just, ugh, it is so, so, so terrible. So again, I'll give you the link. It's calfund.org, sinnersforgood at gmail.com. And we do have some pretty cool perks. And I'm sure I'll be sending out some other stuff as well. So please check it out. That's all I ask. All right, I'm going to leave you with a tune. This is the one Chris wanted. My Queen by Can't Swim on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. And we'll see you next week. Pull the shade and trap the light in. Illuminate the room so I can see your face. I need to hear it in person. I need to know it was worth it. Took the risk and came on over. Keeping count of everything I didn't say. Heard your breathing get lower. The room was getting smaller as you threw your arms around me. Way too. Questions
pictures that you painted Hallucinations 